Welcome to Business Mentorship, Keeping It Real, where we feature entrepreneurs and enterprise leaders who participate in our guest blog on shareyourstories.online. Our guest is Crystal Marie Seely, who's a dedicated mom, keynote speaker, coach, and two-time best-selling author, who's with us today to talk about her new children's book, The Brave Little Pufferfish. Crystal Marie joins us from Toronto, Ontario. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me, Trish. You know, your recent book sounds like it's truly a celebration of your new journey into motherhood. And in your story, you mentioned shifting into a positive perspective and use this phrase, authenticity, starting with self-acceptance leads to self-love. So is that the inspiration that you used behind writing your new book? That has been a big part of it. It has been huge for me. My daughter is four years old now. And what I started to realize even on the playground is there's something that makes children compete or compare. And I want to start very early to help her understand that she's fine the way she is and different is okay. And so it really does start with self. And what I've noticed with kids is that early on, they're very comfortable just with self. And we take that away from them. So this book kind of brought all of that together for me and just in, in watching her as a mother and in taking from my own experience. So, you know, that's so together. true. You know, if we could only sort of, you know, you hear folks often say, you know, if I could write a letter to my younger self, I would say this. So, you know, experience leads us with expertise and sort of that reflection. Um, But I love how you mentioned that, you know, when we're kids, we're quite all right with who we are. Yes. (laughs) Right? I mean, we go to the playground, we we don't care who we're playing with because kids are kids and, you know, it doesn't, there's no different, we don't really slot or start to slot people into different areas until we've had some experience in life. Exactly. So in The Little Puffer Fish, so why did you decide on this particular character? Because obviously, (laughs) you know, characters shape the story, right? They do. I, um, it's funny, Catherine, that's my daughter's name, she, she was playing with uh, Play-Doh and they have these little stencils and she picked up the puffer fish and she said, tell me a story about the puffer fish. And at first I was like, okay, this puffer fish. And then, um, well, this is part of my story too. Perfectionism kicked in again. And I was like, oh, I will, I will write the story because you like the story. But then I got held up with the illustrations and how do I draw this so it's realistic and not scary. And, you know, the whole conversation that happens in your head and I um ended up choosing it too and drawing it exactly the way it was because it is not a perfect animal it is not the most beautiful fish in the ocean but I find them beautiful and I think that's true of of any situation there are people or situations or art because you're an artist that people really relate to just on seeing them and then there's some that people just can't relate to and that has to be okay we're not everybody's cup of tea and I think this little puffer fish had to learn that on his or her journey I also made it without gender so that any child could relate um and so that was a huge important part for me just that it's like anybody could fit did you do the illustrations yourself or did you collaborate with somebody you did (laughs) awesome good for you yes that was that was uh I had to overcome a lot of hurdles for that. This book has been sitting there for almost a year. 
Yeah, for sure. Because, you know, one of the things that, you know, any creative element, so whether it's writing a book or drawing a picture or whatever the case may be, um, there's a certain amount of putting yourself out there uh, yeah. that goes along with that. And yeah. I love your reference to, you know, you've got to be okay with your not everybody's cup of tea. Yes, exactly. I think that was what the pufferfish said to me. So I'm like, it's okay. You know? Well, I love that the inspiration came from your daughter, because what a wonderful sort of full circle experience. Now, oh, yeah. why did you decide that authenticity was going to kind of be the cornerstone for the story? Because for me, there's a whole buzzword around it. It, it is like everybody uses it to market things. And it mm -hmm. started to just drive me up a wall because for me, authenticity kind of saved my life. So I thought if I could... <laughs> Just bring it back to what it really means in in everything I do from my speaking and keynotes to the writing in my books to just everything that I do, then it keeps me grounded as I put it forward and it helps whoever is stepping into that to just kind of shed all the masks I think that they have to, to wear. Um, at first, maybe they will look at this book and see the buzzword, but I hope after they read it, whether it's with their children or just on their own in passing, that they're like, oh, okay, yeah, this, this is authenticity. This is what it really means. You know, I love your reference to the fact that, I mean, obviously parents are going to be reading these books to their kids to start with, right? I mean, yeah. there comes a point in time where then the child starts to read on their own, but, their own. you know, at some point in time, mom or dad are going to be reading the, the story to their children. Yeah. And I, what I'm wondering is, as you sort of, because I, I know you've done some test marketing, being a type A personality, you know, we do all that, all that research before we yeah. launch something. So what did you hear from the adults that read the story? Well, a lot of people liked it. They like they the end. They like um, that this little pufferfish was so different. They liked the interaction with the pufferfish's parents. That that surprised me. I didn't think people would notice it was one sentence. And they they liked where the courage showed up in the end. I don't want to sell out the whole book. No, of course. That was, that was You're giving us some great teasers, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's good. No, because I, I was surprised that that was what uh, stood out for parents. Right. I um when because when I put it out there, I asked for is it child appropriate? Um, are there any words that might be too big for this age group? You know, all the the lot of mm -hmm. questions. Even though mm -hmm. I'm learning to live from my heart more, but what came back was how people felt about it, and I really appreciated that. Oh, that's really nice because you know uh, those things give us the courage and the sort of background to to really push the envelope in terms of the marketing that we do. Yes. But one of the things that you mention in your uh, in your bio is yeah. dedicated mom. And I want to give you an opportunity to share with us why. And that's the first thing that you mention. Yeah. Well, usually we have the litany of things that we've, you know, achieved in life. You know, yeah. we've, we graduated from here. We took this course. We've, you know, yeah. we've, we've dedicated time and energy to learning this. But the yeah. very first thing that you mention in your bio is... Yeah not just a mom, but a dedicated mom. So tell us why yeah. for you, you've made that paradigm shift and put that as your most important job. That was very hard for me, coming from a science background and then an MBA. And then, well, you know, living in Toronto, you have to be. Mm -hmm. And um, the thing that kept coming back, even from other entrepreneurs, is so when you're coming back to work, 
when she was one, I started doing consulting again. And I'm like, yeah, I'm coming back to work. But I looked at my daughter and I looked in her eyes and she just wasn't ready. Ah. And I just, I had already started to learn to slow down, of course, from those, those near like health experiences that I'd had. But that really made me stop in my tracks and say, okay, you know what? As uncomfortable as this is, and as much of my network as I'm going to lose, and as much ground and years and everything, because my baby was my first business, right? Mm-hmm. And then I, um, I'm like, as much as that is, I'm not going to get these years back with her. And I, I say dedicated because, and this is hard, because this is, this is really vulnerability for me. Um, when you talk about being a mom or a stay-at-home mom, everybody comes back. So imagine how hard it is being a stay-at-home mom and a mom at work. And this is the first time when I write that down, when I have to write that in my bio, I have to look at it and be honest with myself. Mm-hmm. Because when I was trying to be both, she never would have had all of my attention. Right. And now I am choosing to be her. And everything else I do, I do at night. I wrote this book at night when she was asleep. I have chosen to give her and it's not easy coming yes. from a background of business and strategy. My brain still has all those ideas of all these things that I want to do. But I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? No, she gets this time. And it is it is, it is, is a commitment. I right. think that's, that statement right. is a commitment for me. And you know, it opens doors. Like a lot of people, like I'm speaking in this um, summit, Women in Business with Kids. And I said to them, I'm like, you know, I'm not business with kids I'm more kid with business and you know I don't know anybody else in my space who says that like people roll their eyes especially other entrepreneurs they're like another one I know exactly (laughs) you know and yes and there's there's all this pressure to be the woman who who after all these years we're giving up work you're giving up making all that money here and then you know a black woman is like well you know now you're just you're fitting whatever stereotypes and it's just like that's not mine. <laughs> right. You know? Right. So that, that is where that came from. So how has it changed your paradigm of thinking for business? Because I know that you were, you know, you were on the stage, you were very, you were out there, you were pursuing things in a very aggressive manner. And then you, as you say, you, you flipped the dial and you made a, a switch in terms of what your priorities are. Now you yeah. did say that, you know, it did open doors. So how did how did flipping the switch into giving your daughter the time that she needs then open yeah. doors for you in business? Well, that was surprising for me because I had to drop consulting, which was my real passion. I'm I'm feminine, I'm introverted, I'm an empath, and so one on one is a lot easier than you know yeah. at the stage. Yeah. Um, speaking on stage is, is still good because it's still the crowd is one. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it's still not the same as, as working with somebody and seeing that light when they, they feel heard and like their space is held for them. Mm-hmm. But the so that, that summit, right? I got the opportunity with that summit. They reached out to me and they didn't care that I was mom first and business second. Um, the the book, I would never have given myself permission to write a children's book, as ridiculous as that sounds, if I didn't say, Okay, this is this is who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, because I have three manuscripts waiting for like other adult books <laughs> that <laughs> I just can't find the time for. But then, you know, I wrote this one and I'm like, this is what I have the time for. And then I felt like something that I needed to get done happened here. 
You know what's really interesting is I I believe in my heart of hearts, and you can yeah. you can support or you know add a little texture to this. Is it yeah. not harder to write a children's book than it is to write an adult book? Yes, yes. I'm I, even at self-publishing. <laughs> yes, because I would think that you know because we we use a certain language when we communicate in business. And yes. we're very comfortable with that language. Yes. And, you know, you have actually instilled that language by getting your MBA because that just mm -hmm. reinforces all, exactly. of the, all of those communication tools, right? Yes. And then yes. you really got to peel back the onion when you're writing a children's book because, exactly. as you say, I mean, some of that language, they wouldn't have a clue what you were talking exactly. about. Exactly. So I, I really wanted people to tell me, does this make sense? Would your children follow people? Would they listen to this book? You know, so absolutely. That was that was really difficult. You have to put everything into fewer words because if eventually you want to be published by a publisher, you cannot have, I think it's over 500 words if you want to be taken seriously. And there are a lot of things that you have to say with pictures rather than words. So you really have to make sure everything fits well. Right. So and it really is more difficult. And I, I'm happy I've had this journey to, to learn that. It mm -hmm. makes me really respect the people who take the time to write all these books. So. Yeah, think about Dr. Seuss, right? I mean, how many books did did, did he write? And I yeah. have to tell you that you know, there's a there's a book that's come out recently that's that's called Seussisms, and mm. I saw it in uh, you know when I was in the local bookstore, and I picked it up and I started flipping through the pages, and I thought, wow, these are some pretty amazing adult life lessons. Never mind, you know, oh, things for kids. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm wondering if your book, as it yeah. becomes more popular, adults yeah. will learn as many life lessons from the story that you share as the children that it's intended for. It is very interesting because a few adults have actually said to me, you know, I wish I read this in my 20s because then I would be okay with the fact that I didn't please my parents or I didn't satisfy my boss at work or I wasn't exactly who they needed me to be on this team. And I, I didn't write it thinking about that, you know, like I really just, I just really wanted children to know it was okay so that they have that instilled before they get to be my age. I'm 40 and I feel like I'm still learning all of this or unlearning. So mm -hmm. that was, it was really nice to hear that it affected the parents as well as the children. Well, I think that's really a good point because, you know, um, I like when you had mentioned authenticity is a buzzword that we seem to be hearing everywhere. Yes. And so I really like the fact that you've taken that word back to what it really means and taking it from a child's perspective, actually, yeah. I think from my point of view as an adult will really yeah. make you second guess how you interpret the word, because when it's overused, we forget what it really means. Mean. Right. I did not think of that. That's very true. Right. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, goodness. Wow. Now, one of the yeah. things that we do in the guest blog is we ask folks to share three words of advice. And your three words are, of course, authenticity, <laughs> sovereignty, and compatibility. So maybe you can share with us, what does compatibility really mean? So that is an interesting one. I think I came about it, came by it in a serious way about three years ago. Um, because I've always been like, everybody has a right to their space on this planet and you all have a right to take up space. I say that because it's something that I find difficult for myself to do. And 
it's always been difficult for me to let people go when they don't fit because I feel like somehow it was my responsibility to make everybody feel welcome. But what compatibility did for me was let me know that live and let live does not mean we all have to live in the same bubble. And so it allowed me to do live and let live with boundaries, if that makes sense. So now I'm okay with we are compatible and we are not. So I allow things to unfold organically in relationships. So it's more we connect organically and that's okay. It's not supposed to take all this energy. It's just supposed to happen and allow distance to evolve organically as well. And that is also okay. It also removes in more high conflict situations. It removes the emotion and the pressure to to be or do or feel anything. So whatever you feel is okay, whatever I feel is okay, because we are simply not compatible. Nobody's bad or wrong or anything like that. It's just, it just is. I love that. I absolutely (laughs) love that. Now I'm going to do something with you, uh, Crystal Marie, that I've never done with any other guest. And I'm going to say this. Anyone who shares a comment on our Facebook Live um, Mm -hmm. discussion, the third person who shares a comment, I'm going to gift them your book. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Because I think, (laughs) I honestly think that whether we're, you know, it doesn't matter where we are in life, the theme of your book makes sense. And I really do think, think, and then I'm going to ask that, we'll reach out to that person. We'll ask them to write a little book report for us. And let us know know what they think about the book. And then I'm going to share that in a blog. So we're going to find out exactly what, because I really do agree with you. Authenticity means so much and we really need to get to the core of what that word means. So I thank you very much for sharing your story with us. (laughs) And we're going to stay tuned because you and I all get together once this person gives us their opinion on your book. Yeah. And then we'll talk about the the sort of Reader's Digest version of the book report that they give to us. Oh, and we'll do, we'll do another uh, <laughs> Facebook Live to talk about that. How's that? Okay, great. That sounds wonderful. All right. Oh, my Fantastic. gosh. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Trish. And to you, our viewing and listening audience, I'd like to thank you for joining us in this edition of Keeping It Real, where we introduced you to the person behind the logo. I'm Trish Tonai, founder and host for the series. And if you're interested in sharing your business story, visit our website, shareyourstories.online. Thanks again for joining us. And we look forward to meeting you next time when we share another great idea.